Welcome to Finding Your Epic. This is a show where senior level women share their epic moments, telling the story behind those light bulb experiences where they learned a powerful skill that shaped their career progression. Hosted by me, Jacqueline Frost, founder of Elevate Talent. Today, we are talking with Renoir Chabal. Renoir is one of the most multifaceted people I know. She's had some extraordinary experiences, both personal and professional, and I think you will agree after hearing her stories that she truly has epic determination. And Renoir, I have to say when we met and you told me a bit about your background and what got you to where you are now, I was both stunned and in awe. And I don't want to spoil any of them by saying anything more now. So over to you to start at the very beginning. How did you tap into your determination? First of all, thank you, Jacqueline, for hosting me on your epic podcast. It's really a pleasure and an honor to be here. It's one thing that I truly believe in. It's the power in me. And I'll tell you more about it. And obviously, we're going to end this podcast with this same message again. So in terms of my story of determination, I can tell you that I learned it's impossible and there is no way for me to give up if I really want to achieve the dreams that I have put or dreamt of and the goals that I have put for myself during, you know, my childhood and early days in my teenager and early days in my 20s. To be honest, I didn't have an easy life to start with. Ever since I think I stepped into my teens, problems around me started to arise. From being a very spoiled child, loved by her parents, and had friends all along, to a situation where my parents went bankrupt, where I had to step out of school because my parents couldn't afford it, and where I had to start working at the age of 15. Yes, the age of 15. Wow, so it really did. It, it kicked in in the formative years, and that's very, very young to have to take responsibility and, and your life took a, a huge turn. You know, these like sandy kind of bottles where you flip them. I think this is what happened in my life. The whole sand bottle got flipped and I had to work, you know, against the time timeline of my life. I started really early. I didn't have a choice, but what really helped me is learning how to look at any situation in my life in a positive way or in a positive lens. I know this is not easy as, as far as you are in the problem itself. It's not easy, but it is the power of your mindset. It's how you create and learn these techniques to, you know, and use them to detach your own self from the problem, so you can start seeing it rather than an opportunity, other than a problem. So that is, you know, how I led my way. Take that big step back. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it is really about taking that big step back, isn't it? So, so this is so interesting. Suddenly at 15, your life has done this huge U-turn and what you've had, you no longer have, and you just said you have to go out to work. So at 15, 
So what, what did you do? So eventually, as I said, I stepped out of school. I worked in shops. I started then I said, okay, my, my dad used to have a travel agency when he also, you know, detached from the family business and tried to establish his own. So I worked with him a little bit. And then I also had another job, which is in the afternoon. And then I went back to school public school, which was an evening school, to make sure, you know, I try to sustain my kind of education. And then slowly but surely, with patience, right, I started paving a way where I saw light at the end of the tunnel for me, okay? And that light was my source of determination. That light was my dream. That light was my goal. And this is what kept me going. I learned that I'm the kind of person who doesn't like to settle for less. I had it all and then I woke up one day not having anything. So I decided not to settle for less. I wanted to achieve what at least I used to have and probably more. I could have done and went the easy way like any other person in his life or her life, but I'm not born and raised in a way where I can, you know, decide to go the easy way. I have my values. I have my self-worth and, you know, I, I really value my environment and I value my, the love for myself as well. But at some point, yes, I didn't even have that self-love. I lost it, but then I gained it back. And when I had it back, I decided not to lose it at all. So eventually I started working. I supported my parents even financially. And then I started saving money so I can go back to school. Graduated from school after leaving it for two years, then went back, eventually got my bachelor's from a tier two university. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to attend a tier one university, but the highlight and I mean, the beauty of the tier two university, it gave me flexibility to really work and study at the same time at a convenient cost and at a convenient, affordable tuition fee. And then eventually, as I was working and building experience, I found a job that got me to where I stand today. Ooh, ooh, that's that. That's a really great segue. Oh, this is very interesting. So tell tell us more about the job. This job that got to what you. So remind me, how old were you? At this. So point? I was fifteen when I started. Left school, then came back by the age of eighteen. Graduated by the age of twenty from school, then university at the age of twenty-four. So I completed my bachelor's. So 24, yes. you got this job. I got my bachelor's. Yeah. So a job that basically got you to where you are today. It's so interesting. Very interesting. So tell, tell us more about that job. So this is the job that opened the horizons for me, opened the gates of the world to me. First of all, if I say where I stand today as a, you know, an expert and a guru in the uh, HR industry, human resources industry, I started my job in HR, but when it was only payroll back then. And uh, I had to learn things from scratch. I was discriminated at some point because I wasn't a graduate of a top tier one university. However, I made my way. I proved that it's not about the university. It's about you as an individual. It's about your performance. It's about your competencies. It's about how you own it, right? rather than surrender it. Yeah, it's kind of like it's it, it's it's how you show up, isn't it? All those things are how you show up. And you're right. 
and university's done, the, you're done, it's moving on and not allowing anything in the past either to limit you, not allowing others to limit you actually, which I think is a really important message is that, you know, we can limit ourselves enough as it is. Don't let other people do it to you too. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, if, I mean, what I believe in, right, is I know I can't settle for what I have. I always wanted more. If, if you push me or you lock me, I will definitely become stronger and I won't fit in that cage and I will break it and I will go beyond that. Right. So never tame a beast in my opinion, <laughs> because that's the detail out there for me. <laughs> I like that. Never tame a beast. That's really funny. <laughs> you are just unleashing it when you do that, by the way. I mean, it's, it's, I mean, there are people who are, who come from different backgrounds. I understand different personalities, but sometimes when you do that, you are actually doing a favor for that beast in general. And I'm a cute beast. Let's put it this way. <laughs> Anyways, back to that, to that experience. I think, yeah, it's the way I've put myself across. It's the way I have, you know, debated the situation. It's about how I challenged the status quo of, of the business, the thinking around me, and also by asking the right questions across. The ability to have critical thinking, okay, was key for me back then to succeed and to show them that I am different from the box that you are trying to associate me uh, with or in. So this has actually allowed me to uh, really showcase to the business and to the leaders that Rinwa is capable of doing much more where she, where she stands today. And to be honest, I did have people who shut the doors in my face. And I did have people who actually threatened me to say, if you leave this job, for example, you know, there's no way back here because I had opportunities within the business, but on a global level. And then one person said, if you leave this local office, there is no way back in case you didn't succeed there. And to be honest, I took that as a challenge as an opportunity. It is, I took it in a positive way to say, okay, you've been challenged. Okay. You're being tested, right? And you know the power in yourself. You survived so many things in the past. So why not survive this one too? Yes. And I love that. I love that because almost the fact that something, you know, that, that your world turned upside down at the age of 15, it is, it's become your superpower. Because you're thinking, I've been tested much worse than this. You know, almost get in line. <laughs> you are nothing compared to what I've already overcome. So it gave you this, and this is the determination. It gave you that inner determination, wasn't it, to not. And it's interesting, isn't it, how people, you know, kind of almost want to keep you where you are and put the fear into you saying, oh, you know, don't dare move on because we won't let you back. And I, and I love your response. It was like, Oh, really? Because <laughs> that's your response, isn't it? It's like, oh, really? Interesting. It's not going to stop me. So that's fantastic. So, so you have been basically being told if you move on, you won't get back. So now, now what are your next steps? What do you do next? So eventually I embarked on that journey. I knew that with change come, you know, turbulences. I knew with these turbulences, you know, I have to swim through these waves of turbulence, let's put them this way, right? And when I swim 
and, and maneuver my way, I will gain the muscles that I need to sustain my, you know, healthy living. I will make sure that my thinking and the way I live is going to actually impact positively. If I live, if I took care of myself properly through healthy living, right? First of all, because it's about well-being for me. If I'm not in a good state of mind, I could have never actually, you know, survived that new turbulence in my life. And yes, of course, I had these challenges. I had people who actually did not help me grow, but rather, you know, they, they've put traps for me to fall. And again, it's how you confront them and how you react to these traps, right? The one thing I've learned, to be honest, Jacqueline, is never to show them that you are disturbed. Never to show or react in a way where you can show, like, reveal a weakness in you. Whenever somebody comes to me by, you know, making me a fool in front of everyone, and sorry, I'm, I'm going to use this word, or by setting a trap for me so I can really fail in what I'm doing, or when they come and they attack me, attack my personality, I use just to stare, breathe, and say, apparent, okay, great, thank you. If that is the lens that you want to look in and use as you screen people or things around you, I can't control your lens. I can't control how you see things. But maybe it's for your own good to start looking at things differently. You might be a winner at the end. So that re reverse psychology, I think, helped me a lot, right? And helped me grow. And rather than gaining enemies, I made friends out of these people. They, they became my biggest supporters. They became my biggest fans. They became my tutors, my mentors, and my coaches in the business. Because the kindness that I had to show, even though it wasn't authentic at that stage, right? I had to fake it. Gained me those people. And only then we became friends and they opened up and they showed me, you know, who they really are. And I think it's because of fear. Fear of losing. Mm. It's what, what you're saying actually is funny. It reminds me of, you know, an expression that, you know, we definitely use quite a lot in English. So we talk about rising above it. And I think that very much summarizes what you were doing. You were rising above it. But the other, other person that comes to mind actually is, is Michelle Obama. I remember her saying, I think it might be the re-election of Barack Obama. I can't remember when, but she said, when they go low, we go high. And it's always stuck with me. And that was it. So, the thing is, is that we can, we can match other people's behavior, can't we? It's really easy to match somebody else's behavior, but unfortunately, then it's just, it's just a, it's a race to the bottom, isn't it? It's a race to who can, you know, how you can undermine that other person, then they in turn will undermine you. Whereas actually rising above it. And it's tough though. It's very, very tough. And you say, you know, it wasn't authentic. No, I can imagine it was done through gritted teeth, <laughs> as you essentially think. You know, just stick with the plan, breathe, stick with the plan. True. And to be honest, I mean, I've never shared this, but I'm happy to do it, to, to share it now. I always focused on the path and the goal that I have set for myself. And I always ask myself, if I go with that approach or with that level or get my, get myself down to that level, how long it will take me back to be back on track until I hit my goal. 
that was always my analytical thinking behind the scenes, right? To say, okay, this thing is not worth my time. It's not what is not within my value system. So why bother? And then one thing I've learned from one of the leaders, you know, if you don't get a lot, if you're not aligned or it's something that is disturbing you and you don't want to say anything about you because it doesn't fit your, your criteria of dealing with things, you just have to say, okay, great. Done. Yeah. And smile. Exactly. <laughs> it's interesting because actually we, we shared this whole idea in a, in a webinar this year, early on this year, where when something happens to us, we actually have four reactions. As human beings, we have four reactions and people know the first two, which is fight, flight, are the most, the two that people know are fight and flight. But actually there are four. There are fight, flight, freeze and appease. And with all four of them, one way in order to avoid that reaction, because they don't actually generate the end result that you want, one way to do that is to actually look at the bigger picture and take yourself away and think, what is the bigger picture? What am I trying to achieve? And how I respond, is that going to get me closer to what I want to achieve? Or is that going to get me further away? And that ability to take that step back and think, okay, let's just, let's just think what's important here. And that will instantly remove that, that desire to react, which we all have. 95% of human reactions are emotional. It doesn't matter what your gender, where you come from. You know, we are all human beings deep down. And so how do, so I love that. It's about the bigger picture. Just take, you know, take a breath and think, where, what's my big, bigger picture? What is the goal? What am I trying to achieve? And I think that's such a great, and it's kind of quite easy in a way, isn't it? When you say it, it's harder to do. Definitely. Yes, it requires, you know, lots of guidance, first of all. I mean, saying it, as you said, uh, Jacqueline, is easy. However, applying it is the harder part. But if you breathe, right, which takes you five seconds, these five seconds are your golden five seconds. These determine the way forward. So remember to breathe, right? So you can really get back on track and hit the path or the road towards your success. That is how I see it. So eventually what happened is I, you know, went on global projects with this business and then I've set up business units across the region, across the world. After that, I, you know, I decided to, to stay in the country that I am in today. And I moved to a global organization and I'm also leading my way upwards. And whenever I get hit by a setback or something that is disturbing, I always remind myself, what is that you want to achieve? How can you make it better for yourself? And what is it that you're not seeing in the problem uh, and why you are not seeing it? And then when you understand the why, you can put, you know, the how, which is, you know, the ask or the request. So understanding the why, why is it happening? Only then you can know, you know, what is it that you need to action accordingly in terms of promotion in the business or in terms of, you know, relationships or in terms of anything. So be it business or personal, when you know the why, you're able to put the how. And it is interesting, actually, because certainly, you know, all the years of coaching and 
the various workshops and events that I've been involved with and also the, the webinars that we now do through Elevate, there is that thirst out there for the how. Everybody wants to go to the how. And it's interesting because if you don't do the what and the why first, the how becomes almost impossible or the how will get you to the wrong place at the end of it because it's the wrong how. You haven't connected all up. And yet it's hard to do, isn't it? It's hard to, it's hard to really sit and think to yourself, actually, what am I, what do I, what do I want? Where do I want to go? And why do I want to go there? And we talk about that as sort of strategy thinking time. We, at the start of the program with Elevate, we send out a scorecard that everybody fills in and we ask about that. How much time do you spend each week, you know, on, on your strategy? And only 50% actually said that they actually don't put any time aside each week to think about the strategy. Only 2% strongly agreed with the statement. I put time aside each week to think of my strategy. And I think one of the challenges, you know, for, but we, we live in a very busy world now. We live in a really fast, busy world, don't we? The, the thing is, if we don't put that time in for strategy, then we will suddenly wake up one day and find ourselves somewhere we don't want to be. So if you could just give us just one little tip or idea of what do you do to make sure that you, you, you spend that time on that critical strategic thinking. Mm. So to be honest, the, the way I, I deal with it, I have time. I learned that I need to set time for everything I do in my life. I'm not very structured, by the way, but then there are some hours that are for me. And when I say for me, my morning is for me. So what do I do in my morning? I, I'm the kind of person who wake up not super early, right? I'm not of the 5 a.m. club, but I can be of the 6 a.m. club, right? And then, you know, what I do then is, is important. I go for the walk so I can free my mind. I, then I come back home, I do my cup of coffee. And then after that, I just sit and plan my, let's say, day. And then I reflect on the actions that I need to do in, in that specific day. Does it align with my aspiration? Does it align with what I, with my goals in life? Does it, how close or how fast it can take me closer to what I want to be or where I want to be? And then I do this on a daily basis. I set my plans accordingly. It doesn't take me too much time because I know where I want to be and I know what I want to achieve in my life. So once I know all this, right, associating or allocating 30 minutes with your cup of coffee is more than enough. It's just, it's just like these stand-up meetings that we do in the business to make sure everybody's on track. This is what you need to do for yourself as well. In order to have an epic future, you need to have an epic morning with your cup of coffee. <laughs> Oh, I love that. That's a wonderful, wonderful thought to finish with that epic moment in the morning with your cup of coffee. That's fantastic. And at the end of the sessions, we do ask our guests to share their final thought. And usually it is a quote from someone else, but I know that you have a few words that really mean something to you. So what, what are the words you'd like to share your, your final thought with us today? Sure. I mean, 
There's a lot of people in the world that also, you know, aspired or inspired me. They have influenced and motivated me. To be honest, my mom is also a source of, of uh, inspiration. However, before I just said, you know, what, what really makes or resonates with me, I just want to share with, you know, with you and whoever is going to listen to this podcast at a later stage that where you are today is the sum of the things that you have attracted and you have worked or acted on, right? I mean, there's, there's a story behind it, of course, and I, I'm happy to share it with the world maybe at a later stage. However, if I have just to put a closure to this, I could, you know, I started this podcast with saying that there is power in me and I want to end the podcast with the power in me. And why do I say this? As you tap into who you are, you know more that there are powers inside you that you yourself, you haven't discovered. So trust in yourself, break down that imposter syndrome in you and, you know, tap into who you truly, really are internally, the power in you. That is fantastic. Thank you so much, Renoir. We hope you have enjoyed the podcast on the topic of epic determination. Now go find your epic. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to learn more about any of the tools and strategies discussed, please do reach out to us on LinkedIn or contact us via the website on team at elevatetalent.co.uk. Now go find your epic.